This is uh, Dr. Pedro Ramirez, uh, Editor-in-Chief of the International Journal of uh, Gynecological Cancer. And today I have uh, the great pleasure of speaking with Dr. Juan Luis Alcázar, uh, Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology from the Clinica Universitaria de Navarra in Pamplona, Spain. Uh, welcome, Juan Luis. Hello. Um, it, it's such a great pleasure to, uh, to be able to speak with you. You're going to be one of the uh, lead authors in the lead article of the February issue of the International Journal of Gynecological Cancer. And uh, the subject of the discussion today is going to be obviously the topic of your um, manuscript that uh, primarily focuses on the preoperative assessment of intra-abdominal disease in patients with epithelial ovarian cancer using not the traditional uh, modality of uh, CT scan imaging, but rather offering an option for perhaps the introduction of ultrasound as a tool that can be used for the assessment of patients as we make a decision pertaining to surgery or um, neoadjuvant chemotherapy. So Juan Luis, thank you for speaking with us. And um, my first question is basically uh, for you to tell us about the rationale behind uh, the study and, uh, and why do you think this is a, a relevant topic in the field of gynecologic oncology? Uh, first of all, thank you so much for selecting our manuscript as a lead paper in this issue of this so important journal. Well, the rationale behind this study is that uh, ultrasound has shown pretty good performance for assessing the abdomen and pelvis in regular patients. And we also have shown that uh, there are um, another cancers in which uh, ultrasound can uh, render pretty good performance regarding the local staging, such as endometrial cancer and cervical cancer. And there were some papers published uh, years ago that um, showed us that uh, ultrasound can detect disease within the abdomen in patients with, with uh, ovarian cancer. So we were wondering whether uh, ultrasound could, uh, could render similar results in terms of diagnostic performance uh, than CT scan, which is, as you said, the regular uh, imaging uh, technique for evaluating uh, this patient. And we said that this could be relevant into clinical, uh, in current clinical practice, first of all, because to the best of our knowledge, I think this is the first study performed comparing both techniques, and, um, and because ultrasound can offer some advantages regarding CT scan that we can discuss, for, discuss further. Yeah, so actually that was going to be my, my next question with regards to um, the advantages that you see in using ultrasound. And, and obviously I know that CT scan is a modality that is not readily available in many regions of the world. So I'm interested in hearing your thoughts as to how ultrasound could potentially offer um, an advantage over CAT scans. Well, as you said, I think that um, uh, one of the main advantages of, C of ultrasound over CT scan is precisely uh, the financial or economical issues and the viability issues. I mean, ultrasound is uh, cheaper than CT scans, no doubt about that, and is more worldwide available. So I think that ultrasound can offer these two advantages for these patients. 
ovarian cancer is a worldwide disease, more prevalent in some countries than others. But anyway, in every part of the world, you have to face with ovarian cancer patients. Uh, so the availability in low-resources countries may be quite interesting uh, for them to use ultrasound. On the other hand, we can offer some other advantages. We don't uh, irradiate patients with this ionizing radiation. We don't need the use of uh, intravenous uh, contrast for assessing the structures. So actually, I think that really ultrasound may offer some uh, advantages over CT scan. And then with regards to the, the results of your studies, can, can you um, summarize for us as to what do you think are the, the most important things that we should take away from your evaluation? Well, I think that the main message of our paper is that ultrasound evaluation, uh, a detailed ultrasound evaluation, is not inferior to uh, CT scan in terms of sensitivity and specificity to detect disease within the abdomen in ovarian cancer patients. So we could say that at least uh, ultrasound seems to offer a similar diagnostic performance to detect where the disease is in these patients within the abdomen. And you mentioned um, detecting where the disease is, and, and I think that's obviously that's one of the questions that comes to mind for, for those who routinely use CAT scans that they may, they may question as to whether ultrasound will be able to be as good as CT scan for specific uh, regions of the abdomen and pelvis. Are there areas where you, as an expert ultrasonographer, can say, uh, you know, this is not such a great technology to detect disease in this area or in that area? Yeah, sure, sure. There are some limitations of the techniques for some specific uh, areas. For example, it's quite difficult to detect uh, milliar carcinomatosis over the vowel serosa or over the peritoneum uh, uh, surface. Uh, the root of the mesentery is also difficult to assess in these uh, ladies. And, and probably the retroperitoneum, I mean, thinking on lymph nodes, especially when you don't have ascites or you have a very heavy patient with a significant body mass, mass index. Uh, also, we didn't detect any significant difference taking into account this last, fa this last uh, factor, but honestly speaking, you may have some difficulties to assess that anatomical areas. And you mentioned recently the issue of uh, patient's weight, and that's something that uh, certainly comes to mind. Um, is there any particular BMI or any particular patient weight uh, where you say, you know, the ultrasound is really not going to give us uh, an accurate diagnosis or, or generally this is just a, a sense that you have with regards to the assessment of patients and based on their body habitus, then you decide to go with other modalities such as CAT scans. Well, I, I haven't assessed a specific cut of, of a BMI for that proposed, but Honestly, I, I, in my own experience, I think that when you have a lady with a body mass index above 35, 40, you will have significant difficulties to um, confidently assess uh, many of the uh, anatomical areas, especially those I mentioned before. Great. 
So going back a little bit, you mentioned, well, you know, that, that ultrasound is a modality that uh, it may be accessible to many around the world and particularly in disadvantaged areas. And, and, and one of the questions that many may be asking is, well, I have a standard ultrasound machine. Is that good enough? Or how has the technology of ultrasound uh, evolved over the last 10 to 15 years uh, so that we can get this type of accuracy on the assessment of disease. In other words, they need to have the latest and the best technology in ultrasound in order to get this information, uh, or is the, 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 the standard technology adequate? I think that you don't need to have the last uh, technology, last brand. Certainly, ultrasound has evolved very significantly in the last 15 years, not only because the introduction of 3D ultrasound and many other issues, but basically because conventional machines, medium brand machines, uh, could render pretty good images. So I don't think you need the last, the latest uh, uh, high-quality machine for this uh, kind of evaluation. I think that actually I I I, I performed with the medium and with the latest, so I, I didn't see any significant differences between the two types of machines. So I think that with conventional current medium quality ultrasound machines, you can get uh, very good imaging. I see. And um, w one, of the, one of the questions that often comes up when, and when we hear or see these outstanding presentations on the use of ultrasonography to evaluate uh, patients with advanced ovarian cancer is that, well, this can only be done in centers where there is a, a unique expertise and where there is an expert in ultrasonography. And, and certainly, obviously, we know that is true and, and practically for any practice in medicine, ideally, obviously, you want to have the best of the best. Um, but what would be your recommendation for centers where they may not have the, the unique expertise of an, uh, a, a very experienced ultrasonographer. What would be your, your recommendations to, to those centers? It, my recommendation would be in, uh, two. One of them, obviously, is that uh, uh, to refer the patient to an expert. This is the easy one uh, or maybe the easier one. But uh, the, my recommendation actually would be uh, to train uh, people for, for that kind of ultrasound. I mean, if you want to be, uh, imagine you, you are working in a community hospital, you don't have a, um, uh, uh, easy access to CT scan, but maybe you have a pretty good surgeon. So uh, you just need to train one person for uh, this kind of ultrasound. Uh, actually, we don't know uh, what time or how many patients do you need for to be trained on this uh, specific uh, ultrasound scan. Uh, my own experience is that uh, I, I felt comfortable, I felt confident after evaluating 40 patients I, I, just, by, just by comparing my own uh, results with the with the uh, CT scan and the, actually the surgical findings, so I think that the, my suggestion for those centers is just okay. Decide to try to to, to train someone in this uh, in this particular kind of uh, evaluation by ultrasound. 
And then um, do you feel that um, ultimately we are able to or will be able to determine uh, and predict uh, residual disease based on the ultrasound evaluation? I know that a lot has been done with regards to trying to use CAT scans to determine which patients are going to have no residual disease versus those that will have a suboptimal uh, saddle reduction. Do you think ultrasound will be uh, such a tool? We still do not know. Um, actually, a, a second uh, aim of our overall project with this uh, for this manuscript is to develop and a score for predicting uh, suboptimal cyto reduction in a similar way than some models uh, using CT scan. We already presented our results in the last uh, October in the ICE, in the international and in the World War, uh, Congress of Ultrasound and Studying Gynecology. I can tell you that by using this this um, uh, predicting model, we were able to uh, correct, correctly um, predict the type of CITO reduction we ultimately got in, in those patients in 80% of the cases. So certainly this is a very uh, preliminary data. We can't, honestly speaking, we can't say that we have a pretty good uh, weapon in our hands to predict CITO reduction, but I think, I think that we could uh, research in this area, and probably in the future, we could say that if uh, ultrasound certainly could be useful for for predicting cyto reduction. Okay, and um, you know, one of the questions that that I always ask is, uh, what do you do at your own institution? Um, because obviously, our readers want to know uh, at the at the author's institution what is the the standard practice. So. When a patient comes in with a presumed newly diagnosed ovarian cancer, is ultrasound a routine part of the evaluation of such a patient in your institution, or do you triage certain patients to ultrasound alone or CT scan alone or a combination? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. Um, well, actually, uh, currently in our institution, every single woman with a suspicious annexal mass that we think could be an ovarian cancer uh, she is uh, referred for uh, abdominal ultrasound and also CT scan. Obviously, for uh, clinical decision making, we still count on the uh, results of CT scan because we still believe that this should be the gold standard or, or the standard procedure to be uh, taken into account. Uh, our manuscript just says for the first time that ultrasound could be used uh, instead of CT scan, but we can't say still that we must change. So we do both techniques, okay, but for clinical decision-making, we still rely on CT scan information, obviously. And this is also for advanced stage disease, I presume? Yes. Great. And then... Um, I'm interested in hearing your thoughts that, um, you know, there are some who will claim, well, you know, we don't use CT scans. Uh, we actually use PET scans. Um, how do you compare mm -hmm. the results of ultrasound with those of a, a PET CT in the initial evaluation of a patient with advanced disease? No, we don't have any data regarding that. I mean, we have some data, but the, 
the, the number of patients is quite scanty to to draw any meaningful conclusion or or information regarding that comparison. Uh, well, I do believe that the PET scan is too expensive. Uh, just by comparing with CT scan, obviously even more if you compare with ultrasound. So as gynecological oncologists, my thoughts are, what, what information do I need? I need to know uh, where the disease is. It's not just because I want to to, um, to try to ascertain if I, I'm going to get uh, complete or optimal or suboptimal cytoreduction, but because also I need to know how to tell if the surgery I'm going to perform probably need you know, uh, uh, sigmoid resection or liver resection or spleen uh, resection, whatever. So you can you get this information before surgery and you can explain to the lady, even your informed consent can be more specific regarding the, the procedures you have to perform during surgery. And the, the second issue is, okay, I think we, we, we can get that uh, uh, complete uh, or not complete cytoreduction. reduction. So I, my feeling, my feeling, according to uh, literature and according to our own ex experience so far with the such a limited number of patients who underwent PT, uh, PET CT scan is that PET CT scan uh, is not superior to CT scan, no, no doubt. And I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure regarding ultrasound because uh, as I told you, numbers are pretty, pretty small for, for any meaningful conclusion. So I think that one of the, the questions that always comes up when trying to introduce a, a new modality, um, and particularly comparing it to what is perceived at the standard of care, is, is there a possibility of conducting a prospective randomized trial of ultrasound versus CT scan evaluation in the initial management of patients with uh, advanced ovarian cancer? What are your thoughts? Well, certainly I do think so. I think that with our manuscript, uh, we can design this uh, this kind of, of uh, randomized trial because at least so far we have uh, information that ultrasound is not inferior. So if you randomize women to ultrasound, you, let's say, are not giving them, at least theoretically, a worse um, a worse imaging evaluation before surgery. So I honestly think that um, yes, this random this randomized uh, randomized trial could be performed uh, in the future. And is this something that uh, do you know if there's anyone at this point uh, doing such a trial? Well, uh, I know that there is an European uh, multicenter. Uh, protocol and project to perform such uh, a study um, and uh, I, I'm not I'm not uh, sure how I mean in what point of this uh, project uh, the, the situation is but I know that there are some people very interested very some uh, centers from Italy Czech Republic, Sweden, and also here we in Spain, that we are very interested to perform such a trial. Great. Well, Juan Luis, it's been uh, absolutely a pleasure speaking with you. And once again, congratulations. Uh, do you have any closing uh, remarks or, or summary for our readers? Well, 
thank you so much to you for this uh, uh, giving us the opportunity to present this uh, our research. And uh, well, I will summarize that uh, um, um, for the first time we have some information uh, and some data uh, regarding the use of ultrasound in a certainly, uh, let's say, relatively new field for ultrasound that is the evaluation of advanced disease, advanced uh, disease in ovarian cancer. And uh, we have shown that in experienced hand with a detailed scanning protocol, ultrasound may render uh, similar results than CT scan. So we are, I think we are opening a window for the future for new research in this field. Well, fantastic. Thank you very much. You're welcome. My pleasure.